praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the mighty Jesus. Good morning, church. Good morning, church. How are you today? Great, I can see. We can count on God's word being good. His word cannot fail without him failing. And God will never fail. Let someone say, my God will never fail. My God will never fail. Emmanuel. Emmanuel. The psalmist says in the book of Psalm 27, it says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? Emmanuel. Emmanuel. God is with us. Thank you, Jesus. Shall we put our hands together and clap for the Lord? Amen. It is time for God's word. We know that God does nothing without his word. So we pray for the grace to be doers of the word and not just hearers alone. For it is the doers of God's word that receive things from God. It is the doers of God's word that God honors. I pray we'll be blessed today in Jesus' name. We will be blessed today in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. You may be seated. As Christians, people of grace, we are caught between two worlds. That is the word of truth and that of falsehood. The seen and unseen world, the temporal and internal world. The seen world, which is the universe, is what we contact with our senses. And our own nature is always at home in the world of the senses, with the minds to see, to feel, and to touch. But the unseen world, which is internal, is where God wants us to be at home with him. That is where God wants us to be at home with him. But to many, this may seem impossible. Considering the fact that we are in a generation without faith and hope, we live in the world where almost everyone is on the move, chasing after the wind, survival of the fittest. We are in a generation where the good are not good enough and the best are not found. A word of complaint after complaint, heartbreak after heartbreak, incontentment which sways people away from the truth and causes them to commit all shameful acts 
as children of God, for us to be in the home, in the internal world, something has to be done. As a child of God, we can only be at home in the internal world by a means, just a means, and that is faith as our route to God. Faith is our route to God. Faith connects us to the unseen realities of God and His Word. Faith lifts us above the realm of the senses. Our abilities, reasonings, and understanding. And make the possibilities of God available to us. We need to trust God and his word completely without demanding for evidence. As children of God, you need to trust God and his word completely without demanding for evidence. Like Thomas and those in his camp. Who want to see, feel, and touch before they could believe. And yet, they never understand. And what you do not understand, you call names. The Bible says, blessed are those who believe without seeing. Blessed are those who could shout, hallelujah, praise the Lord, before miracle happens. Blessed are those who bless God in the time of their trials, their tribulations. For they also will be blessed by God through their challenges. trust God and his word completely as we maintain our faith, our movement, our relationship with God. Through faith, we overcome the temptation, the trials, the hardship that confront us daily and it gives God the opportunity to reveal himself, reveal his grace, his goodness, and everlasting love to us. The scene in the book of Mark 9, from verse 14 to 29, explains this better. It is, it is the encounter between our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and the demon that possessed the boy. We can link this to a struggle between light and darkness. We can link it to a struggle between truth and falsehood. There, unbelief sees impossibilities. Mountains that cannot be moved. Why faith sees possibilities a level ground? Because faith draws from the unlimited resources of God. Savior Jesus Christ was actually disappointed. He was disappointed because of the people's inability to give credence or at least believe his word. And so the expression, oh faithless generation, is an expression of disappointment, anger by him, which was not only directed to those who are watching the scene of events. These spectators, those who wanted to know what the outcome of the situation, 
anger was not only directed to them, but also to his disciples, those who made things happen. The Bible says our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ simply gave an authoritative command to the deaf and dumb spirit that torments the boy to come out of him and never to enter again, and it obeyed. to that spirit that torments the boy to come out and never to enter him again and it's obeyed it takes faith to break loose from the unbelieving crowd many are watching you today many are watching you to see what your outcome here will be they are watching to see how long you hold to the confession of your faith, what you believe. But hear what Jesus says to them on that day. In their confusion. He said, everything is possible for him who believes. Say to someone, everything is possible for him who believes. Everything is possible for him who believes. Christ Jesus much is put in our believing and very much is promised to it Jesus wants to help you today he wants to be in charge of your life he wants to be in control of your life he wants to be your savior he wants to be your healer your redeemer all but will you allow him to do so Will you allow him to do so? Because oftentimes we do not allow him to help us. We do not allow him to help us because it is not the easiest road. It is not a panic button. It is a part of humility and self-denial that leads to spiritual maturity and help. And so my brethren, to those who complain of unbelief today, limited faith, you need to look to Jesus Christ. Look up to him for grace and help to obtain it, to gain it. Because all you need is a greater God, not a greater faith. And in another word, a man of faith is a man of authority. And this will bring us to our message today. God is who he is. Let someone say, God is who he is. God is who he is. Say, my God is who he is. And our proof test shall be taken from the book of Deuteronomy. Deuteronomy 7. Verses 9. Are we there? Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. He is the faithful God, keeping his covenant of love to his thousand generations of those who love him and keep his commandments. Know therefore that the Lord your God is God. Our God is a faithful God. He is faithful to those who are faithful to him. 
The Bible says that his faithfulness reaches to the sky. In the book of Exodus 3, verses 13 and 14, when Moses was inquisitive to know the identity of the one who was speaking to him, God simply said, I am who I am. And in the same Exodus, 6 verse 2 and 3, he said, I am the Lord, I appear to Abraham, to Isaac, and to Jacob. As God Almighty, but by my name, the Lord, I did not make fully known to them. I am who I am, says the Lord. I have what I have. I can do what I can do. I am who I am means complete in oneself. In totality. I will have mercy on whom I will have mercy. And compassion on who I will have compassion. I will be what I want to be, says the Lord. In Second Chronicles 20 verse 6, the word of God asks, our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? Power and might are in your hands and no one can withstand you. Lord God of our fathers, are you not the God who is in heaven? Power and might are in your hands and nobody can withstand you. So whether man knows this or not, does not add or remove from who God is. Whether a man acknowledges this or not, does not bring him down from his throne. Our God is who he is. And power and might are in his hands, and no one can withstand him. Our God is faithful. He is good. He is in control. He is the healer. He is our guide, the comforter. He is Jesus, love and powerful. Savior Jesus Christ demonstrated all these attributes. At the home of Mary and Martha when their brother died, Christ shows himself to be faithful, to be good, to be in control of the situation. He was loving, powerful. Considering their frustration and anger, when he arrives four days after his death, God was faithful. Martha was actually furious at him. He said to him, Lord, if you are here, my brother will not have died. If you are here, my brother will not have died. She accused Jesus of failing in their lives, ignoring them at the point of their needs. What do you make of her word? If you are here, Lord, my brother will not have died. If you have come immediately, we sent for you, my brother will not have died. If you have loved us as we think, my brother will not have died. 
If you have done this and that, all this wouldn't have happened. She accuses Jesus Christ. But you know what? In all her ease and anger, faith still find a voice. Faith find a voice. How you handle your situation today matters. Because millions are watching you to see how long you hold to the confession of your faith, what you believe. In all our angers and if, if you are this, if you are they, faith find a voice. She says to Jesus Christ, I believe you are the Son of God. I believe you are Jesus, the Son of God, who is to come to the world. And I also know that He, Lazarus, will rise again. In the restoration at the last day, what a confession. What a confession. The Bible said that Jesus Christ was moved by that, that confession of hers. Christ was moved. And he said to her, I am the restoration and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he dies. And he who lives and believes shall not die. Amen. Someone is watching you today to see how long you hold to the confession of your faith. Someone is watching to see how you handle your situations. Jesus said to her, I am the restoration and the life. He who believes in me will live even though he died. And he who believes and lives shall not die. Does faith find a voice in your situation today? Does faith find a voice in your frustration, in your anger? How you handle your situation today matters. Now let us look at Mary. She acted differently to the same situation, saying the same thing. The Bible said, when she reached to where Jesus Christ was and saw him, she fell at his feet and said, Lord, if you were here, my brother would not have died. Expecting Jesus to understand. She was expecting Jesus to understand her situation. And of course, he understood. He who knows the heart of man, the disposition of her heart, understood. The Bible said, when Jesus Christ saw her weeping, he felt what she was feeling. He shares in her heart. He was deeply felt. He was deeply worried. And he, Jesus Christ, wept. He wept. Jesus wants to help you today. He wants to be the Lord of your life. He wants to see you to that situation of yours. He wants to put down those strongholds. That hindrances, those mountains, they will you allow him to help you. 
Will you allow him to help you? Because oftentimes we do not allow him to do so. It is not the easiest path. It's not the easiest road. It is the path of humility and self-denial that leads to spiritual maturity and help. My brethren, the will of man cannot add to or subtract from who God is. Your will cannot add to or subtract from who God is. He is our faithful God. Every power is in his hand. Because today, many of us get angry at God. We get angry at God. We took offense at him. We accuse him of failing in our lives. Especially when things are not just working out the way we expected, we planned. Then we begin to look at God in a bad light. We begin to view Jesus Christ in a bad light. Is it still there? They ask. Is it still there? They ask. This is not a fair game. They complain. You are playing game with God. You are playing game with God. Say to somebody, do not play game with God. Don't play game with God. He is not your equal. You know, this reminds me of an experience I had here some times ago at this altar. I was praying. And here comes this woman too. She wants to pray. And very close to where I was, she too was praying. But immediately she got there. All I could hear from her was, again, again, again. And I began to wonder, what is she saying? What is that that she's saying? Do you know what she was saying? You know what she was saying? But you're nodding your head. Were you there? <laughs> Praise God. She was actually bargaining with God. She was bargaining with God. I have come again because you said I should come. If you bless me again, I will serve you in the midst of your people. If you remove this problem, I will testify of your goodness in the congregation of your people. How about if things does not go according to your plan, according to your will? You will praise him in the, in the midst of his angels. Amen. Amen. The will of man cannot add to or subtract from who God is. Do open with me to the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 3 verses 5 and 6 are we there? trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding in all your ways submit to him and you will make your path 
straight. Amen. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not to your understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. This word has far-reaching impact in every one of us. Every Christian. Because oftentimes, we do not know how to trust God fully with our lives. Committing all to him, casting on our body before him, and wait patiently to see if, only if, he proves himself to be untrustworthy, unfaithful. We struggle not knowing how to commit our lives to God. Committing all to him and waiting patiently to see if he, God, will prove himself or show himself to be unfaithful. We struggle not knowing where God wants want us to be or go. What plans will he have with people like me, like us, who are not from queens and king's palace? Without fast legs, smoothness of tongue, power to inspire, without Godfathers here and there. But I can tell you something God is who He said He is. Let someone say, God is who He said He is. God is who He said He is. All power in heaven and earth belongs to Him, and His grace covers it all. The grace of God covers it all. Amen. In the book of Psalm 65 verse 5, the word of God says, Lord, you answer us with awesome and righteous deeds. God our Savior, the hope of all the end of the world. Father, you answer us with what? Awesome and righteous deeds. God our Savior, the hope of all the end of earth. What prayer could be more beneficial than this? Say to someone, My hope is in you, O Lord. Say, My hope is in you, O Lord. My hope is in you, O Lord. In your word is my life. In your word is my life. In your word is my light. In your word is my all. Let your word bring peace and salvation to me. Let your word bring peace and salvation to me. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Let the people of God say amen. Amen. Our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ, in the book of Matthew 11 verse 22 says, Have faith in God. He says, have faith in God. And he continues. He said, truly I tell you, says to this mountain pull yourself up and throw yourself into the sea and do not doubt in his heart but believe that what he said will happen it will come to pass 
say to this mountain? Remove, pull yourself out from here. Go over to that place and do not doubt in his heart. <laughs> what he said will happen. What are those mountains in your life? Because the mountain here is not a geographical kind of mountain. The mountain the Bible is referring to here is every foolish thing that separates you from the promises of God to your life. It could be sickness. It could be affliction. It could be poverty. Limitations. Whatever. Christ says if you say to them, go over to that place and do not doubt that what you say will come to pass, it will happen. Because faith will fill your heart with strong desire for the things you are praying for. But you need to cultivate. You need to cultivate a kind of faith that originates from God. You need to cultivate a kind of faith that originates from God. The kind of faith that becomes part of his divine nature. The kind of faith that God has in himself when he said, let there be, and there was. That what brought the world to being today. You need to have that kind of faith that is complete in totality. God said, I am who I am. I have what I have, and I can do what I can do. In Matthew 7, verse 7 and 8, the word of God says, Ask, and you shall receive. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, and the door shall be opened unto you. But this will only happen. When you ask in faith, you seek in faith. You knock in faith and not out of feelings. Not out of feelings. Because problem arises. Problem arise when feelings and emotion change. Doubt take over as to whether the experience is genuine. Faith in God has substance. True faith in God has substance. And when you are standing on this kind of faith, you will be standing on the solid rock, Jesus Christ. The substance is faith in God's unchanging internal world. If you must ask today, you must ask in faith. You must ask in faith. Even though the situation or circumstances may not be favorable, but ask in faith. For divine faith, when expressed in prayer, is a force that has God behind it for its accomplishment. Divine faith, when expressed in prayer, is a force that has God behind it for its accomplishment. And so, my brethren, our God is faithful. Our God is good. He is the immortal, invisible God and is in control. Always. Invisible.
God bless you. God is good. Our God is good. You may be seated. In the book of Hebrew, in the book of Hebrew 3, verse 13 and 14, there is the warning to you, every Christian, every child of God. There is a great warning against unbelief. you grow in faith you establish a personal relationship with God that unbelief destroys this relationship as you flow in your work of faith with God faith grows you establish a personal relationship with God that unbelief destroys this relationship and that we see with our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Peter Peter was excited he was full of joy when he heard the master's voice says come in that book of Matthew 14 he was excited when he heard the master's voice say come he wanted to do what he has never done before. Walking on the sea. Glorious. So he took the first step. The second step. He started moving. Walking. Deeper and deeper. Focusing on Jesus Christ. And his sufficiency. Focusing on Christ. And his ability. But the Bible said immediately he looked away. From Christ. Fear gripped him. Immediately, he looked away from Christ, looking at his surroundings, where he was, what it was suggesting to him. Failure, generation of never do well. He began to sink. Unbelief exposes you to the deceptions of sins and lies of Satan and hiding your heart towards God. But by an act of faith, the mountain of guilt will be taken away from you to be removed. And once it's removed, God's ability, power, and strength will become yours. God is who he is. Our God is who he is. But it's something you need to know in that Matthew 14. Consigning our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and Peter. Jesus never rebuked Peter for trying to do what he has done. He never rebuked him. He never said, man, I only asked you to come. I didn't say you should take the first step. Instead, he said to him, oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? God is who he is. 
And I want us to look at the Bible again. Do open with me to the book of John. John 15 verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you and I appointed you so that you might go and bear fruits. Fruit that will last. And so that whatever you asked in my name, the Father will give you. This is my command. Love each other. Amen. You know today, many of us, we are good at saying, I love God. I love God. But even if you claim to love you, he loved you first. It is very easy for us to say, we love God. We love God. If you claim to love him, he loved you first. I choose God. I choose God. If you claim to choose him, he chose you first. I will stand for God. I will stand for God. Yes. He's always with you. He is always with you. And just as he called Peter, John, Matthew, and the rest of them, he is calling you. He said, whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do. Whatever you ask the Father in my name, I will do. And so, if it is in the name of Jesus Christ and not in your own name, how do we bring him on the scene? How do we bring Christ on the scene? You know, knowing God is not only seeing his work. Who is the healer? He is the redeemer? He is the savior? But also learning his ways. Learning his ways. He said, I called you friends. Because everything I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. I called you friends, not servants, because all I have learned from my father, I have made known to you. Jesus Christ expresses faith in his father at the tomb of Lazarus when he said, Father, I know you do hear me when I call. But because of all this unbelieving generation, hear me now. I know you do hear me when I call. But because of these people, we are in a generation without faith and hope. Hear me now. Let someone say now. Let somebody say now. Let someone say now. Faith acts now, believes now, receives now. In the book of Mark 16 verse 17, God promises to his children his breakthrough. Healing, deliverance, redemption, salvation. But you know what? This scripture also could be baseless, useless, and dead if you do not act on the word of God. That scripture could be baseless, useless, and dead if you did not act on the word of God. 
acting on God's word builds faith in a believer. It is acting on God's word that builds faith in a believer. Many are stagnant in life today because of fear. Fear of failure, fear of the unknown, fear of the future. They are unable to act on the word of God that says, Fear not, for I am with you. Do not fear, I am with you. It is acting on the word of God that builds faith in a believer. And what does the word say? It says, You will stand in Christ Jesus, is standing of power with power. The word said, you will smile in Christ Jesus, the smiling of power with power. You will talk in Christ Jesus, the talking of power with power. For those who know you as a failure will see you as a successful person. Those who know you as a poor person will now see you as a blessed child. Those who know you as a sick person will see you as a healed person. If you have faith and confidence in this word of God, Satan has to listen. Satan has to listen. And so my brethren, God's word is a living, growing force that develops in the heart of man. And as it grows, faith grows. When you operate in this divine faith, your word will become as powerful as see God has spoken then himself. Then you will begin to see that God is who he said he is. He has what he says he has. And he can do what he says he can do. And so, let us ask God to give us the grace to be doers of his word. For it is the doer of God's word that receives things from him. It is the doer of God's word that God honors. Let us not be or practice a religion of ways without a corresponding action. Let us not be Christians without an active cooperation of the Holy Spirit. Faithfulness, goodness, humility, self-control, and the others are the watchword. All you need is a greater goal or a greater faith. Let us read our Bible as to live in it. Act on the world knowing that God and his throne are backing up every word. My brethren, I leave you all here in faith. And I hope to see you in faith. God bless you.